Hello. Brittany, help us. Hey. Did Brittany send that to you? No. I she just knows everything? Yeah. Brittany. Brittany, yeah. help. Um, hi. This is the Witch's Magic Murder Mystery Podcast. Yep. And I'm Kara. I'm Megan. And we're here with a murder story today. Yes, it's your turn. I was definitely trying to not do a murder story because I try to. I don't like doing the same one. I think I know, next in a row, job. but oh, you did. Same. But I meant my last one was also yeah. a murder. Oh yeah, yeah. But this is a this is a. I have a murder story and then a rant that goes with it, and I think the rants I, are usually better than the stories. I, I had this rant rants. in my head, which I think is why I chose this. Story. Is this like a I'm in the shower, like going through all the scenarios rant? This woman on TikTok made me so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'm going to save that for the rant. I'll tell you yeah, all Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell us now. Okay. But uh, anyway, just just stay tuned. And then I think that Hold on. Buckle up for the ride. Is why I chose this case. Yeah. This is the murder of Dorothy Jane Scott. Okay. You ever heard of her? No. I actually have never heard the of her. The murder done either. by or the murder of? Of. Okay. The murder of Dorothy Jane Scott. Okay. Dorothy Jane Scott was a 30-something single mother living in Stanton, California. She'd grown up in Anaheim, which was about 20 minutes away, and she's described as being kind of an introvert, pretty independent, super close with her family. Gotcha. So Dorothy and her four-year-old son, Sean, were living in Stanton. She worked as a secretary in the back, in the, in the back, in the back of this place over here. In the back of the the street, you know, that one store. I'm from Kentucky. Y'all have to Google something (laughs) <laughs> I love <twink. laughs> In the back room at two jointly owned stores. So it's like one building that has two stores in okay. it. And I think they share a secretary in the back. Gotcha. Her dad was a... Co- so the two shops were the Swingers Psych Shop, which sounds... I want to go. Way more uh, scandalous than it actually yeah. was. And then Custom John's Head Shop <laughs> also sounds way more scandalous. Huh. So many absorbing. Jokes. Like my head hurts. All of a sudden it's like bit of too that. many... Huh. Um, okay. So her dad was the co-owner of the head shop, and her parents mm, lived <laughs> filthy. Um, <laughs> so he was able to leave. She was able to leave Sean with her parents while she went to work. So they sound like so a head shop is like where they sell stuff. <laughs> what do you think it is? <laughs> I don't know. It's um, where they sell stuff like for um, hats. <laughs> No, I think it's like smoking accessories. Like accessories is not the right word, but like if you if you smoke pot, you get your uh pipe at the head shop. I think that's right. If I'm wrong, you'll tell me. I know. Somebody please explain. <laughs> and then the swingers psych shop, they go together. The swingers psych shop is like a hippie shop with the- an underground sex club. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is that Dorothy <laughs> is like a super normal, oh, super okay. responsible. So, so this these, is not her. These stores um, do not reflect her as a person. Not there's anything wrong with these stores. I've shopped Kara's at both kinds of these stores. Of these stores does not reflect. Kara's anything. making it worse. <laughs> okay, it's not bad. Okay, okay. I do wonder why it's called a head shop, though. I'm gonna call my spa that now. No. <laughs> I've been you told can't my, call your spa a head shop. No, no, ma'am. I can't. I'm not allowed no, to call ma'am. facials facials here in town because people think weird stuff. So now I got to rename everything, and that just it fits. <laughs> what would you rename them? I don't know. Fingertip massage is on your cranium. 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to tell you no. <laughs> okay. Bigger tips. I'll take a poll. Y'all let me know. Okay. <sighs> mm. Murder. <laughs> Dorothy was super responsible. Sorry. I already told you she was pretty independent and like she's a single mom. Um, she held down a job. She didn't do any drugs. She didn't go out drinking. She was just really committed to her son and she was pretty religious. People said she was really dedicated to her church. Okay. At work, she was known for being someone you could rely on and she was super organized. So I love an organized person. God, me too. They're my favorite. Yeah. So we have this picture of this woman who is living a pretty normal, simple life. Yeah. She's not engaging in any risky behaviors. She's not got this deep, dark, dark side. She just lives her life. She goes to work every yeah. day. She's good at her job. She spends her evening with her son. She goes to church. She has a good relationship with her family. Like zero red flags. Like right. she's just right. normal. Normal as can be. There were some troubling things going on at work, though. Oh, at the, at the, the head, head shop, shop and the swinger store. Okay. So she answers the phone as part of her job. Uh-huh. And she started getting these really weird phone calls at Ooh. work. They were like, listen, have you thought about extending your car warrant? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we need it. you to go buy a gift card. <laughs> Any will do. Just I keep as long getting as this call. It's like, you are about to be arrested because your social security number is something. And I'm like, I, that's not true. I love those so much. And I'm like, huh. Okay, let me just go run my name real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that's wrong. <laughs> I don't think you're right. So, anyway, I make jokes when I'm anxious. And this story <laughs> makes me really anxious. So, <laughs> as she twists her hair. Those of you that aren't watching YouTube, she's just like twirling I hate it. her hair. I hate this. I hate this. Okay. So, the calls that Dorothy was getting at work were from a man. And she said that she thought she recognized the voice, but not enough that she could identify them. It's just she's kind of like, I know I've heard this voice before type Ooh. thing. Um, there was just something familiar about it. He called regularly, and sometimes he would talk about how much he loved her. Oh. And other times he would talk about how much he wanted to kill her. Huh. One time he was specifically like, I'm going to chop you into bits and no one will ever find you. Oh. Yes. What is that about? Why? <laughs> like, what is this thing of, like, I want you to be afraid? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that brand of stalker. It's, I mean, just, they're all terrifying. But, yeah. like, can you imagine? It's not just that they want you. They also want you to fear them. To be afraid. Yeah. Huh. The switching back and forth between flattering her and telling her he wanted to kill her is just the most. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's the most terrifying thing I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> Besides spiders and sinkholes. Hey, you're gorgeous today. But I also want to stab you in the throat. Chop you into bits. Yeah. And I guess if you're, like, a much braver person than I am, you could... Just write this all off. Like, this is just a weirdo making phone calls. And I could, because I'm like a stubborn human being. Yeah. If someone was trying to make me afraid, I can see me just being angered by it and being right. like, I am not going to change any yeah. of my behavior. Actually, for this. I'm going to come for you now. Yeah. Like, you're not going to freak me out. Like, whatever. Yeah. I had a big brother. You can't yeah. scare me. Yeah. Don't come at me. I can see myself being like, whatever, dude. Like, yeah. creep. But then he started letting her know things. He said things that told her he has been watching her. Like, he Ugh. knew her routine. No. And sometimes he would comment on what she was wearing. <gasps> no, 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 no. Right. So, this is someone who's actually Ooh. close enough. And that's when I would lose all, like, bravado yeah. <laughs> and stubbornness and just be like, oh, God. Okay. One day he called and said to go outside because he had something for her. She went out and there was a single dead rose in the windshield of her car. A dead 
dead. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, I can't. No, I don't like it. Have you ever had anybody that, like, I'm sure you've dealt with creeps on the internet, but, like, that want you to be afraid? I've had one person who I could tell. I never, I don't know who it was, but I could tell their whole goal was to make me afraid. It was weird. Mostly because they didn't want me to know who they were. And they were, it was just a very oh. strange, and they're sending me these messages, and it was like a fake Instagram account. And I was oh. just like, you no. Know. So, she started taking karate lessons to feel better and more oh. prepared. And she even thought about getting a gun, but then she was afraid because of Sean in the house, her oh, little yeah. four-year-old. And she just, you know, where she wasn't yeah. a gun person, and then she was nervous about it. On May 28th, 1980, Dorothy dropped Sean off at her parents' house like normal and went to work. There was a staff meeting that night, so her parents knew that she would be a little later picking her son up that day. Okay. So she has work all day. Then they have the meeting that night. And this at the meeting, this guy, Conrad, suddenly became ill. He had this big red swollen spot on his arm. And apparently it was bad enough that they were like, we need to take him to the hospital. Dorothy and another co-worker, Pam, left the meeting to take the guy to the hospital. And because she is who she is, this responsible person... She stops by her parents' house real quick on the way to the hospital to be like, hey, I'm taking this guy to the doctor. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't yeah. know when I'll be back to get Sean. So Dorothy, Pam, and Conrad get to the UC Irvine Medical Center. And Conrad goes back to be treated by the doctors while Pam and Dorothy stay in the waiting room. Conrad was treated for a spider bite. Oh. A black widow. I think Those are bad. Mm. And they prescribed some medicine. So then Dorothy was like... Okay, you two will get your prescription filled. I'm going to get the car. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to get the car. And then I'll meet you up front. And Pam said that the whole time that they were in the waiting room waiting for Conrad, they were together the whole time. And yeah. she never talked to anybody. Nothing. And so they were like, okay, they go this way to get the prescription. She heads towards the bathroom. They never see her again. That's the last time anyone ever saw Dorothy alive. She walked out of the hospital and vanished. <laughs> so... Conrad and Pam pick up the medication and they go to the front of the hospital and they wait there for like 20 minutes. And then they're like, oh, here comes Dorothy's car and it's pulling up and it speeds up as it goes by. And so between the speed and then its headlights shining them in the face, they weren't able to see who was driving. At that point, Pam and Conrad are like, what has happened? And they end up staying there at the hospital waiting for Dorothy to come back. And the article I read said they stayed there for hours. Oh, no. And I sort of get that because I feel like I feel like if I saw it happen because, you know, yeah. we we are who we are. Yeah. I would be like, well, at the very least, I just saw my friend's car get stolen, you know, yeah. and then my friend's not here. So what's happening? Right. Um, I'm, I'm at least going to go to the hospital security. Yeah. Right. But this is the 80s and there aren't cell phones yet. Oh, yeah. And the whole era of just everybody being available and trackable all the time hasn't started yet. So I think that sense of I can't immediately locate this person. So something is obviously wrong. This wasn't part of our response. So I think to them, they were like, something else. Maybe something happened with our kids. Something must have happened. Right. And so she had to go take that and she's going to come back, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's no way for them to call her and ask that. Yeah. They assumed she would deal with whatever had happened and then come back to get them. I mean, that's all my right conjecture. Yeah. So finally, after waiting a few hours, they called Dorothy's parents to ask, like, has she picked up Sean yet? Yeah. And they were like, no. And so at that point, Pam and Conrad decided to call the police because basically it's like the, I mean, the only emergency that would have been anything would have been with yeah. her son. It's the 80s and Dorothy's a grown up. So the police at first were kind of like not that worried. Right. But then at 430 in the morning, five hours after Pam and Conrad last saw Dorothy, 
Her abandoned, burned car was huh? discovered in an alleyway about 10 miles away. Oh, no. So now, Dorothy's missing. Her car's been burned. This doesn't look promising. Yeah. And then Dorothy's parents get a phone call. Are you related to Dorothy Scott? The caller asked. Yes, her mother replied. And the caller said, I've got her, and hung up. Hmm. Police tried to trace the call and see if it led them anywhere, but it didn't. They also told her parents that they shouldn't tell the media. This makes me mad. They said, don't tell the media about Dorothy's disappearance because it could have a negative impact on the investigation. I don't somebody out there could know where she is or could have seen her. Right. There's so many reasons that, I don't know, I would think it outweighs it. And I get yeah. that you don't want to tell the media everything. Right. But just do the thing that they always do where they hold back some information. Yeah. But at least let people know. She's gone. Yeah. And you somebody found help. her burned car. Something bad happened. This yeah. isn't like she just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a week after she disappeared. Dorothy's dad called the newspaper. He was like, I don't care what you said. I'm going to. Mm -hmm. So I, he called the newspaper to tell them about her disappearance. The paper ran the story, obviously. Right. And then the editor of the paper got a phone call. Oh, no. The person said, I killed her. I killed Dorothy Scott. She was my love. I caught her <gasps> cheating with another man. She denied having someone else. I killed her. <sighs> no. Whoever made that phone call knew details that he could only have known if he had been there the night she disappeared. He knew what she was wearing, and he knew that the man she'd taken to the hospital, Conrad, was being treated for a spider bite. Right. Because there's no HIPAA right. at that time. <laughs> well, that part is really interesting to me because that means Dorothy had to have told the man that her friend had a spider bite. Yeah. Like, for some reason, she had a conversation with this man about why Conrad was at the hospital. Yeah. So then when you think about what he said where he's like, I caught her with another man. Right. It makes there was me another think, woman with them. It makes me think he followed her to the hospital and was set off by the fact that Conrad was there. Yeah. And then if he confronted her and she's like, no, this is just from work. He has a spider bite. Also, who are you? Ugh. I'm, I bet she knew right away. Mm -hmm. You know, I bet she knew yeah. right away this is the guy that's been yeah. calling me. She probably recognized the yeah. voice or just got that feeling, that gut feeling. Yeah. Some scary man approaches you and you've been getting these phone calls. Yeah. I can't imagine how terrifying it must have been to be like, this is him. Ugh. And he said he was going to chop me into bits. And now he's angry. Because I have somebody else. Oh, God. Uh, so, and just thinking about that some more. If Conrad had been a woman, like if it had been a, a female friend that had to go to the hospital, yeah. if there had been no man in the car, would this have even happened? Right. I mean, it might not have happened that night. But it does seem like this stalker yeah. was just a point. eventually yeah. this was going to happen. Yeah. But, um... Just, I get really stuck in the what ifs. Yeah. Like, what if Connor had been a woman? Or what if Dorothy hadn't been like, I'll go get the car and I'll meet you guys out front. Yeah, what if they what if all she left together? To get the prescription, the other one went and got Yeah. So I hate, I hate thinking about that. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my haircut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm -hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh -huh. T Y. Mo, Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good 
hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which I noticed immediately mm -hmm. I didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually I do because usually I have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like I turned it up I was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's right. gonna be so tangled not with this one nice. and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Menopausal and perimenopausal women, listen up. It's time to take control of your health and comfort and Winona is here to help. Winona is a telemedicine company for menopause care who believes that your symptoms are real, important, and deserve to be taken seriously. And for many women, this starts with hormone replacement therapy. Winona's HRT is made with plant-based, bioidentical hormones rather than synthetic ones, so it better aligns with your body to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. So what are you waiting for? Get started today. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit. With free shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use code SPRING24 at buywinona.com for 25% off your first treatment plan. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A.com for 25% off. Winona, menopause care made easy. So to be clear, Dorothy didn't have a boyfriend, so this whole thing of like... She was my love. She was cheating on me. She didn't have a boyfriend. This was not a thing. She was not seeing this guy. The phone calls didn't stop. Just about every Wednesday for the next four years. What? The man would call Dorothy's parents and tell them that he Like each week. Every single Wednesday. And he was like, he would either say, I've got Dorothy or I've killed Dorothy. And he would only call when the mom was home alone. Like he knew somehow. Years. <laughs> This went on for years. Why? He never stayed on the line long enough for the calls to be traced. Then, one evening in April of 1984, the phone rang, and this time Dorothy's dad answered. Oh. And whoever was calling hung up. Uh-oh. And then the guy never called again. So it's like the dad answered. Oh, why do I keep saying dad so weird? That dad. <laughs> Y'all have any dads that you love so much? The dad. The dad answered. <laughs> But I had her father answered the phone and then he was like, okay, I'm done. Which is weird too. Like, um, oh shoot, I forgot he lived there. I guess. So there's never been an official suspect 
nor any arrests in the case. They did question the father of her child, Sean's dad, but he was for sure in Missouri at the time of her disappearance. Yeah. And from what I could tell, there's really no reason to suspect him. Like, it's not they had any right. kind of bad relationship or whatever. Like, we're fairly positive that she was murdered by her stalker. And it doesn't seem plausible that this guy in Missouri was her stalker. Like, that doesn't make sense. Hmm. On August 6, 1984, four years after Dorothy disappeared, a construction worker discovered the skeletal remains of a human and a dog side by side, about 30 feet from the side of the road. Hmm. In the human set of remains, only the pelvis, skull, two thigh bones, and an arm were found. Both the human bones and the dog bones were partly charred. So this led the authorities to believe that the bones had been there for at least two years because a bushfire had come through the area in 1982. Oh. So they were like, well, if they're burned, then they were probably here at the time of that bushfire. A turquoise ring and watch were also found, which Dorothy's mom recognized as her daughter's. And her mother said the watch had stopped at 1230 a.m. on May 29th, about an hour after Conrad and Pam last saw Dorothy's car. Oh, no. A little over a week later, dental records confirmed that the remains were Dorothy's, but an autopsy could not determine the cause of death. Ugh. We don't know what the connection is to the dog's remains. Yeah. But, like, it's hard to believe that, that there's not a connection because they right. were obviously placed there together yeah. and it seems like they were put there at the exact same time. Right. Isn't it crazy to think that a body could just lay there for years? And nobody knows. At least two years, maybe four. Nobody smelled it. Nobody... I don't know how remote the area was, but it was 30 feet from the road. Yeah. And it doesn't mention that it was inside or covered by anything. It's just remains. Yeah. Just out there. So that's. Oh, do you do the thing when you see like a garbage bag on the side of the oh, road? Oh, all the time there's a body in that? Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's like, every time. If I'm driving through, especially like Bluegrass Parkway, mm -hmm. I just stare at the side of the road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're like, dead body? No. And there's, like, there's like a rolled up blanket or something. I'm like, is that moving or their puppies or a dead body? What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doesn't everyone do that? Yeah, I do you all. <laughs> After her remains were identified, Dorothy's parents got one more weird phone call. No. They answered the phone and a man asked, is Dorothy home? Which makes me really angry. Like, so, like I said, police have never named any official suspects. The stalking and the way that he, like, wanted her to be afraid, and then the phone calls after the disappearance all made me think of, like, the Golden State Killer. Ooh. Joseph James D'Angelo. And we have no DNA evidence whatsoever. But he would mostly call the victims after he'd raped them. I don't know of any instances where he contacted the families of his murder victims. Yeah. It seemed like he just really got off on making the women afraid. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's the fear part. So right. they're similar in that way. And it's the right part I mean, of the country. I did have the, like, police, the police following skills. Like, he knew how to, like, he knew how to stalk, stalk and a get person. Away with it. Yeah. And it was the 80s. And it was California. Mm. But the way she disappeared, like, he didn't typically kidnap victims and take them anywhere else. He usually just broke Unless he just got so angry. Because wasn't he engaged? At one point, and he I don't tried know the to, timeline well enough. He tried to like do something to his ex fiance, and her dad like put a stop to that. Yeah, what so, was her name? Uh, Evelyn or something. Like something because he would say someone so was going to yeah. be so mad, or or was that his mom? I can't remember. No, but, I think it was the fiance. Yeah, it's just the way she disappeared and where her body was left doesn't really match his typical mo. But also, he's just so evil. Yeah, and I keep thinking this this stalker of hers who was so intent on terrorizing her and who 
wanted like even terrorizing her family he didn't yeah. have regrets yeah he wanted to like keep this pain going yeah and that all just makes me think whoever it was mm-hmm. i would find it very hard to believe that this was like their only oh yeah murder oh yeah there's no way and then they got away with it oh so there's this other guy that comes up a lot if you google this case his name is mike butler he was a mechanic who, who worked across the street from where dorothy worked and so the proximity makes it so he could see what she's wearing and what she's doing. And his sister apparently worked at the shop with Dorothy. Oh. So, right. He would have been able to watch her. If he'd been around, nobody would have thought that was weird. If he maybe, like, after his sister got home from work, he was like, well, what's happening? Why are you home so early? Oh, you know, Dorothy had to take so-and-so but to the hospital. Because okay, his goodbye. sister news her. News her? <laughs> you. I'm great at words today. He just done news everything. <laughs> but because his sister knew her, he would have known then that, like, Conrad wasn't her boyfriend. And, oh, yeah. But maybe none of that mattered because it's, like reality and he didn't live there yeah the thing is the main thing people say about him is that he's weird and i'm like well <laughs> we're weird we're, yeah <laughs> and i'm not murdering anybody i assume no. you're not either no um yeah <laughs> a couple blog posts referred to him as being involved in cult activities but never went into specifics and that just sounds like satanic panic type stuff to me yeah i'm not saying it's completely invalid but right. it's so vague that i'm like are we just saying... Are we reaching? Are we right. grasping right now? Yeah. Uh, so, the mention of cult behavior and the fact that Dorothy's remains were found along with a dead animal, they try to tie that in. Like, yeah. see, it maybe was animal sacrifice. And it's like, I mean, maybe. <laughs> but I just hate to think that it's like, well, this girl was murdered and here's the town weirdo, so he probably did it. Like, Right. Okay. Let's Regardless. All th- let's all throw our stones. Mike Butler died in 2014. So, oh, okay. There's also some talk that maybe Dorothy's father would have recognized the voice of the caller, which is why he would only call when her mother was home. And when her dad answered that one time, I said it again. (laughs) Maybe this is just how I say dad now. (laughs) Dad. Why? I don't know. Where is this coming from? Her father. Megan's making some life changes. (laughs) Just suddenly decided that I'm going to have that accent for the one word. Um, when her father answered the phone the one time, the calls stopped. Stopping it strikes. Which is a, it's an interesting theory, but it could also just be that the killer hated women, because he probably obviously hated women. So yeah. maybe just he enjoyed yeah. terrorizing her mother. And he knew that his, he wouldn't get anything out of his dad. Yeah, it's angry. not as enjoyable. No. All right, so now, here's my rant. I love it. I'm here for this. Okay. This woman on TikTok. She did this video. Where she was, oh, yes. She was like, can you please be polite to men that hit on you? And I just want to punch her in the face. <laughs> like, right away. She's got this dumb song. And I just, I'm not a man hater. I've actually never been rude to a man who's hitting on me. Unless it's a creepy internet weirdo. No, and I've been roofied before. So let's, let's not. Yeah, and it's. it's by an attorney that I knew. Uh, so. Jesus. Let's not be nice to men that hit on us. That's not welcomed. It's just like any woman is allowed to react however she wants to. Yeah. In the times when I have been hit on in a situation where I'm like, this is cringy. I still get anxious about having to like, okay, how am I going to? Yeah. Because 
there is a reason, you know, there are a lot of women who've had bad experiences with men and yeah. you don't know what you're walking oh, into. Yeah. And so I'm, I get that there are plenty of nice guys out there. I mean, oh, the whole yeah. not all men thing. Okay. Of course. <laughs> yeah. We know, we yeah. know not all men. Yeah. But there's enough men. Yes. That make it a thing. Oh yeah. And so to act like every woman, you should just be polite and what? Like thankful, no. grateful, like, oh, no, no, no. Hitting on. Oh my God. Thank you for that. Makes me feel are you so serious good about myself? No. So, no, no, no. It's, I just, it's not like I think every guy could be a potential murderer. No. But I do think that every woman has the right to whatever, whatever her yeah. reaction is. And every man has the right to whatever his reaction is. But like, don't it's ever kind of tell like, me. Smile, honey. Here's the point. I wrote this down. Yeah. We all go into situations with our own history and baggage based on whatever experiences we've been through. Right. Some women only have experience with bad dudes. Right. Some women have really awful experiences oh, yeah. with men and they've never felt safe around men and you don't know that walking yeah. in yeah to this woman on tiktok who for whatever reason decided that it's her job to invalidate the feelings of any woman who's ever felt afraid or uncomfortable when a man was hitting on her you suck and you can go kick rocks kick rocks while we throw them at that's you. my favorite thing that kara says he can kick rocks he can kick rocks i just mm-mm. i've been a little like don't tell me how to feel oh we'll just call on baba yaga she can just take care of this yeah. woman. You feel how you feel. Fine. Yeah. But don't tell me how to feel. Don't, ever don't tell me how to do anything. Don't I don't like that. Period. No. But <laughs> again, Kick stories rocks. like this, like this stuff happens. And if you're ever uncomfortable, it's okay to be rude. It's okay to be rude. What did I say in that one episode? Like, be a dick and apologize later. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like what, um, you know, my favorite murder says that. Oh, They're just what, like, don't worry um, about it. Yeah. Do they say it's on that wrapping paper I have? Kara's got the cutest, my favorite murder theme wrapping paper at her shop. So if you're around Nicholasville, you don't even have it out in the shop yet, though. No, not yet. It's so okay, cool. but listen, we've had a lot of people asking us for merch. Mm-hmm. So we are... Uh, we're working on it. Working on it. And we're working on having a website where yeah. you can get merch and also link to Kara's shop. So you can buy all the witchy fun Yeah, she has so much stuff. great stuff. So it's great stuff <laughs> all this great stuff today Lord. with my dad <laughs> my dad my dad if uh, so for those of you who, we've had several people who are like i want to come to kara's shop and i wish yeah. i could come to kentucky just to come to kara's shop well soon you'll be able to shop online yeah so that'll be fun so we're working on it you know but it's just the two of us doing everything so. <laughs> everything just the two of us we can make it if we try just do all right so that's it that's all i got thanks for listening yep and if you suck kick rocks (laughs) that's that's our conclusion it's just and anyone who argued she was just like why do you got to be rude and i'm like it's not about being rude it's just about you don't know my situation yeah and so you know i get that it's hard to be the one to make the first move and to hit on a woman just as it's hard for a woman to hit on a man like i get all of that take some bravery just don't be creepy about but it but you don't i don't owe you anything for that no. you know nobody owes anybody anything when it comes to your feelings and emotions so yeah if you're turned down you're turned down i mean unless you're tom hardy and then come at me Kara <laughs> <laughs> will never turn you down no tom hardy so, as always, yeah. find us on Instagram at Witches Magic Murder Mystery. Or email us, which is Magic Murder Mystery at gmail.com. And that's all. Oh, YouTube. You can find us oh. on YouTube now. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you get to see all the unedited all videos. Well, great. Right. Okay. Okay. Have a good week. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.